Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the J&J Wrestling Podcast, back after our two-episode hiatus. Appreciate everyone uh, being so patient, waiting for the episodes uh, today or tomorrow on Tuesday or tonight, if you happen to ch- uh, check it out uh, tonight or tomorrow morning or whatever it might be. <laughs> As always, I'm your host, Alex Schwarzy, joined by my good pal, my wrestling friend, the bald buck, facially. Justin Carroll, Justin, shave man, look much younger, look much better, I may add. Oh, well, after that little, you know, little nice comments you just made about me, I'm feeling pretty good now. You know, I feel like, what do they say now? I feel like I'm glowing, right? Yes. Yes, glowing. It's a good adjective for how I feel right now. Glowing. That's fair. That's that's a good one. That's that's a great adjective. Naomi. Feel the glow. No more feel the glow. Anyway, we got a lot to uh, catch up with in the wrestling world. Oh, for a sure. A ton has happened. A ton has happened over the past five days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, five days. Uh, a, when we say a ton, we mean a ton. But uh, we'll get right into uh, Monday Night Raw real quick. Just going to try and go uh, as fast as we can. Same old stuff pretty week, uh, every week. So we'll get right off. Today was Championship Monday. Uh, the women's tag team championships, the men's tag team championships, and the women's raw women's championship was up for grabs. Was the U.S. title also up for grabs too? Yeah, uh, the weekly open challenge. Yes, correct. So championship Monday, and of course we open with our champion Drew McIntyre, uh, who was interrupted by a familiar face, and back on Raw is Dolph Ziggler. They go on in verbal joust. Ziggler talks his way into a title match at Extreme Rules. That would be confirmed later on in the night. I'm excited for this match. You know, Dolph and McIntyre worked together for so long. I remember being at the Raw where Dolph botched his promo, I will say. And it was that kind of funny. And the whole crowd was like, boo. But, like, they knew, like, the the cogs weren't turning his head. But, uh, anyway. This should be a good one. I mean, Dolph has always put on a great match. Drew, I feel like they're kind of opposite style. So this should be a good one. Yeah, I definitely do think that this match is going to be a good change of pace. Really quickly, though, Dolph Ziggler also mentioned that Bobby Roode or Robert Roode. Is that what they're calling him now? Robert Roode instead of Robert Roode. Yeah, Robert Roode is also now on Raw in exchange for, uh, who was it, AJ, right? Yes, AJ Styles, that trade. Yeah, so AJ got traded for Dolph and Robert Roode. I definitely, as much as I hate to say it, I do not like when the wrestlers have the power or have the say to make their own matches. I just don't believe in that. Um, But I am excited for this match because, you know, I felt like Drew has been having consistently good matches and Dolph is just relatively known for always having a good match. I am curious as to what could happen in this match me too i'm excited for it uh extreme rules it seems like really long ways away anyway i feel like we just got off a backlash whatever it might be so anyway after this uh we see naya come out uh with a chair she's interrupted by our truth charlotte comes out uh this was a whole debacle charlotte and naya get into a little brawl which is pretty Curious, considering Charlotte has a title match later on. But, uh, yeah, that happened. I personally did not care about that. <laughs> yeah, me either. Anyway, 
The Viking Prophets have another segment. They recap all of their uh, events, however you call it. Yeah, they have a match. Street Profits get the win and retain their titles. But after the match, they are jumped by Andrade and Angel Garza. After this, we have a segment with Seth Rollins. Uh, we have an interview with Charlotte. Also, we have an interview with Garza and Andrade. Um, I actually did not take that many notes about that. I mainly got up to the uh, part where Edge started to talk because, you know, he's back all of a sudden. <laughs> so we had Oscar versus Charlotte in the title match. Uh, oh! I was watching behind <laughs> the backstage. Uh, that was before the Edge segment there. And I was watching <laughs> I completely backstage. forgot about that. I feel so bad now because was, it was an actually okay match. I can't believe I just skipped over that on my notes. I'm reading it off my phone. I took, like, bullet points. But it was I a good match. That. Yeah. Asuka submitted Charlotte clean to retain the Raw Women's Championship. Actually, I was totally shocked by this. I didn't expect Charlotte to win, but I was expecting like some sort of roll up or a count out. I did not expect Charlotte to be beaten clean. And I talked about this with you a little bit before we recorded. Why does Charlotte come up before the champion now? I'm pretty sure that's happened in like recent weeks. I don't know how many weeks it goes back. You can definitely count on that way. It gets annoying though. Like why is Charlotte placed above the champion? That just doesn't make sense. It's always the challenger then the competitor. I mean, no, the challenger, then the champion, I should say. Why does it go the champion, then the challenger now? Just because it's Charlotte? I think that's dumb. The match, it was okay. Um, I didn't really want to see this match, but it was okay. Yeah, I mean, it was sprung upon us. I mean, another kind of rematch, cheesy deal. Okay, Championship Monday, whatever you got to do, uh, get people in front of the TV. After this, we had the Edge segment there, uh, basically saying that he woke up, Orton woke up the sleeping dog. He woke up the rated R superstar, even though he's going to be sidelined for however many months that he will be for his tricep injury. I definitely expect at least one more match out of Edge and Orton before they move on and do whatever. Um, Edge, I wrote down, is one of the best talkers today. He killed it in this little, uh, what would you call it? Mono, uh, oh man, what's that word? Mono. Monologue. Yes, monologue. It was pretty good. Soliloquy. Yeah, it's either or. But um, it was definitely good. Edge just plans on embarrassing Randy Orton just because, you know, major upset in the what they call the greatest wrestling match ever. But then we pan to Randy Orton He's just being interviewed, I believe it was by Charlie Caruso. And he basically Charlie just, D'Amelio. No, not Charlie D'Amelio. Not that, you know, TikTok star that gets paid thousands of dollars just to dance in front of a phone. That's a different story for a different day. But Orton just talks about how he's just doing what he has to do. You know, he needs that paycheck, of course, and whatnot. But uh, he says, excuse me, I have to go meet Rick or something dumb like that. But then we get into a 24-7 championship match between Akira Tozawa, who is now a ninja, against (laughs) R-Truth. This was hardly even a match. Bobby Lashley just ended up coming out, locking the full Nelson onto R-Truth. Akira was hiding under the ring at this time. 
after Bobby Lashley is done with R-Truth, Akira comes back up, pins R-Truth, and is now crowned our new 24-7 champion. Yay, anyway. Uh, oh, dropping bars over there. Ooh. Anyway, uh, Liv Morgan faces off versus Natalia, who has Lana at her side. Natty wins. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. We After that, we had the Big Show interview, who was very upset after the... Oh, sorry. Never mind. Big Show did not come out yet, but Big Show <laughs> did have an interview before uh, later on in the night when... Oh, no, sorry. I lied. Big Show interrupted the Randy Orton... Nope, I'm going in circles now. Uh, seasons change, but I'm running in circles. Shout out, Post Mom. Big oh, Show is interviewed. He's talking about the greatest match ever, or whatever it was called. Uh, Ric Flair comes out to crown Randy Orton the best superstar ever. Big Show interrupts, like you said. Uh, he threatens Orton. Orton comes, goes running. After this, we had Bailey and Sasha versus the Iconics for the Tag Team Championships of the Women's Division. Bailey. Nope. Thanks. Taps out Peyton Royce after uh, Charlie Caruso or what's her name? Uh, Charlie uh, Dana uh, Caruso. Uh, I mean, uh, Billy Kay uh, tries to go for the save. She gets kicked by Sasha when Peyton had her up in the what was almost like a uh, fisherman suplex kind of suplex deal there. Banks turned it into the bank statement. She tapped out Peyton Royce. After this, we had a segment with Bailey and Sasha in the ring. A little post-match call-out. Sasha's jealous of Bailey, how she's Bailey dose straps. She wants a title match. And at Extreme Rules, Sasha challenged Asuka and swerved the crowd. Surely she got me. I thought that was going to be it. They're doing a good job because now it's very hard to predict when Sasha turns on Bailey now. They really are teasing this. And the more that they tease it, the more I get invested in what Sasha and Bailey do. First off, I'm not even interested in them all that much. I've never been into what they've done other than, you know, that Brooklyn match that they had one time. Um, it's definitely going to happen at some point. I don't see Asuka losing the title to Sasha. I think the jealousy might just start getting to Sasha and then we'll turn on Bailey. Not exactly sure when that happens. Probably when they drop the women's tag titles. But um, whenever they might, <clears throat> whenever that may be, I'm a little tired here. Bear with me. Um, yeah, I definitely do think they're doing a good job teasing Sasha or Bailey turning on each other. I just, I sort of just want to see it happen at this point. I'm sick of being teased about it. Yeah, not the you know everybody hates a tease, right? Right? Yes, exactly. Amen. Amen, brother. Anyway, after this, we had uh, Oscar come out and interrupt them. Uh, there was one. So let me get this straight. I'm trying to fix my paint, my shorts. Um, oh. My shorts. What were you like, doing before uh, this? The string in it. And it, there's one string. There's, you know, there's supposed to be two ends of the string, right? Yeah, I'm trying to feed it through, but the one string is on the other side of my shorts. So just pull the whole entire string. So there's like no string. Yeah, in but it. then I have no string to keep it up on my waist. I have a skinny oh, little waist. Okay, how about I'll help you after the podcast with that? Okay, it's okay. not like no, you're standing no, up for people. Don't get the wrong idea. People do not get the wrong idea. He likes anyway. the sound of my soothing voice. Awesome. Right, Jaworski? 
Oscar comes out. Uh, she says, "You're not the boss of me. I accept." And then Sasha and Bailey attack her after the match. Anyway, Liv is backstage and she sees Ruby Riot, and Ruby was like, "Hey, what's wrong, bro?" And Liv was like, "Not tonight. This was not my night." Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Liv Morgan is a terrible actor. Anyway, after this, we had the MVP lounge or the VIP lounge with MVP. He invited Apollo down, uh, tried to recruit him for his team. Didn't happen. After this, we had Shelton Benjamin come out and jump Apollo from behind. We had the open challenge, Shelton Benjamin versus Apollo Crews. Apollo wins. Uh, MVP comes down to raise his hand after the match. Apollo declines. Bobby Lashley comes out and puts Apollo in the full Nelson. After this, the main event segment was Ray and Dominic calling out Seth Rollins. Seth comes down. Really thought we were going to have another swerve here. Boy, I was wrong again. Dominic did not turn on Ray. Instead, uh, Seth went to sacrifice himself on the ramp. Down came Theory and Murphy, who were saved by, and they were coming after Ray and Dominic. Ray and Dominic were saved by Alistair Black and Umberto Carrillo. They brawl. They try to get Dominic to poke his eye out again. Didn't happen. Umberto comes up with the chair. And we go off the air. That was Monday Night Raw. I mean, it was average upon average, so not that much going. I mean, the storylines have progressed now, so not that much Definitely going. improving. Yes. Bruce Pritchard, surprisingly. I mean, I get it's not Paul Heyman, but surprisingly, not bad. He's really trying to work hard. He's really trying to make those fans... Or get those fans back. I think the ratings are better on SmackDown than they are on Raw. I'm not exactly sure about that. But I wouldn't be surprised if it is. I get Fox is a way bigger channel than the USA Network is. But um, I think that they're trying to get some eyes back on Raw. I think it's going to be incredibly hard to do that. Since, like, someone's going to tell their friend. Like, okay, Jaworski, imagine me telling you, hey, my favorite show right now. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah? What's it about? And it's going to be like, oh, it's a cop show, yada, yada, yada. Then you're going to be like, okay, how long is it? Imagine me telling you it's three hours. Are you going to want to watch it? No. That's what you would have to watch with Raw week after week after week. Granted, you can miss some episodes and not lose a single beat to Monday Night Raw. But... It's just, it's way too much. They need to cut that last hour because, man, I think it just kills the show in all honesty. Like, I remember looking at the clock and it said 9.33 and I said to myself, man, I still have another hour and 30 minutes left to review a Monday Night Raw. And it was just, ugh, man. I mean, it's not that it was bad today. I I thought it was one of the better episodes. But, um, man, it's just like, ugh, come on. Seriously. Three I have hours. the same feeling. And, you know, we, we've had the same feeling ever since we started this, even before then. Yeah. I mean, three hours, three hours seems like a good idea. And then, like, they actually put it to a show. Eesh. And then they're like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how hard is it to move a show back to two hours? And all honesty, how hard could it be? Uh, I mean, you know, they have to. Yeah, they have, you know, it's TV, it's all money, it's all revenue, it's all streaming, whatever it may be. So it's harder than it seems, but at the same time, like, you're exactly right. I mean, it's harder than it seems, but then you're like, well, how hard can it be? 
Yeah, it's just, uh, man. What would you rate Raw tonight? 1 through 10, I would give it a 5.9. Oh, I was going to go 5.2. Okay. A little different. A little different. I didn't think it was that bad. I think having the championship element is always good. I'm always up for. I'm always a sucker for a good championship. Oh game. yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll I'll bump it up a few points. I'll give it a five point five. You know. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, it's it's a little it's slightly over average, just not all that much. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, Raw was not the uh, biggest. Uh, how you say uh, the biggest blip on the radar this week. This past week, so many things going down. Holy crap. Our first segment, holy crap is right. Our first segment is all of these allegations against all these different wrestlers for sexual misconduct. And I believe Justin has the list for us. And uh, fortunately or unfortunately, these are the names involved into uh, people speaking up here. Very courageously, I may add. Very tough to do something like that. Not that I've ever been involved in any of that. Not that I've been on either side. It, it's tough to to let out a secret that you've been holding that, feel, that feels like you could put yourself in harm's way. Yes. And Jaworski, I just want you to count the amount of names that I'm going to read, okay? I might add quite a few just because um, these are names that I've heard that have been, you know, servicing. So, without further ado, here we go. And we're going to say some big names that might be like, holy crap, no way. But um, just keep on counting with me, okay, Jaworski? Jim Cornette. Matt Riddle. Velveteen Dream, again. Some of these I might not be able to pronounce because I've never heard of them. Rich Catlato, never heard of him. David Starr, David Christ, however you pronounce his name, Martin Zaki, Samir Guevara, Rob Feinstein, Will Ospreay, Chino Baffa Reyes, Dan Maff, Mark Haggerty, Kirk White, I'm going to go a little bit faster now, Aaron Epic, Russell Payne, Chase Jason Rance, oh my god, that's ridiculous. Jimmy Havoc, Trent Seven, Mark Paz Perry, Wolfgang, Dave Lagana, Jordan Devlin, Jack Gallagher, Byron Wilcott, never heard of him, Joe Coffey, Congo Kong, Scotty Davis, Justin Roberts, who we both hate, Bull James, Travis Banks, Langaro, Joey Ryan. That is no surprise to me whatsoever. Possible names that I've heard surfacing. Kurt Stallion from Evolve. Um, Alistair Black's name I've heard. Uh, Chris Hero, which sort of kills, breaks my heart if it's actually true. Um, I'm trying to think. Who's the other? Oh, and Michael Elgin were the other names that I remembered. So how many is that, Jaworski? Within a matter of... When did this start happening? Thursday? So Thursday, Thursday I think. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. When the matter of four days, how many people got called out? I'm going off the text message you sent you because I couldn't I couldn't count that fast really. I'm gonna go thirty two is what you said to me. I mean, even even that, I mean thirty wrestlers, thirty bodies. I mean, yeesh. 
You even you even left off Jack Gallagher, who is completely erased from WWE. Oh, I thought I read him. You might have. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. You should have done a better job listening. You probably would have been able to get an exact number. Well, I'm not good at math, so I'm <laughs> very good. So that's No, okay. it's okay. All right, let's get straight into this. AEW has pretty much confirmed that Jimmy Havoc and Sammy Guevara both pretty much did it at this point. They announced that they're both seeking help of some sort, I believe. You would probably know more about this since you follow AEW more than I do. But um, I know Sammy Guevara opened an apology on Twitter, which I guess is where news is just covered now instead of like Fox or something like that. It's just on Twitter. Um, Sammy Guevara said an apology to pretty much everyone, I think including Sasha. I think he mentioned on the tweet that he texted her or some sort, something like that. And then Jimmy Havoc, I don't think, has issued anything about it and is just now currently seeking help, if I'm not to be mistaken. Right? Yes. Jimmy Havoc has gone off uh, and gone off for help and has been left off uh, TV. However, Sammy Guevara has been suspended without pay indefinitely uh, for his comments related to Sasha Banks and how, uh, you know, how, uh, you know, how, you know, what he what he commented on her. He was also on the record for uttering a racist comment on the the same show, uh, the Kevin Scampoli show, uh, local Boston guy, which is weird, so. Anyway, uh, someone just logged into our Twitter. I hope it was you. <laughs> Wait, yeah, it was me because um, someone sent me something. Uh, someone sent me something, and I'm trying to because it's an updated list of people, and uh, it says I have to change the settings, which I don't know how to do. Do you know how to yeah, do me, that? I, I've been seeing that, and I don't know how to do it either. Uh, photo uh, tagging, direct messaging, personalized. And oh wait, maybe this personalization. This is Justin and I trying to figure out Twitter on live on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um. Try setting your private. How do you anyway, do I'll, this? I'll, I'll, I'll filibuster here. So anyway, I mean, talk just about a ton of um, names. Velveteen Dream because that's a really big name. I mean, Velveteen Dream. Come on. What is going on? That why couldn't they solve that problem the first time? It seems you couldn't learn after they, the first time. It seems very likely that it, that was swept under the rug. Now it's so obvious that he is a creeper, and you know, doing all that stuff to children or you know, teens at least, which is even worse. Or you know, it, it's equally bad. Why they never acted the first time, I don't really know. Now that there's even more stories coming out about it, I'm trying. I'm losing more and more sympathy for him not saying that he got hacked. So anyway, I mean, it's just disgusting. These guys, guys, whether it's all allegations or not, you know, sometimes they're just allegations and they're just that allegations. But, you know, seeing movement like Velveteen Dream, more story surfacing with him, Jimmy Havoc, the story's there. You know, Jack Gallagher being fired. So, obviously, WWE would definitely know something that we don't, obviously. So, they are, um, who knows? Not to who interrupt. Knows? 
not to interrupt, they also, Matt Riddle was supposed to debut, and he was one of the names early in the morning. Um, and they were like, oh my god, Matt Riddle's supposed to debut, and the, this news about him just came out. And we, I sort of didn't expect Matt Riddle to debut, but I said if Velveteen Dream was able to stay on TV for a little bit, I definitely think Matt Riddle's going to debut. But um, I think the people that were rumored to have done it, because you it's innocent until proven guilty. I, I don't want to stick up for anybody because if they straight up did this, this is just awful and it needs to be changed. You know, hopefully it can be. But um, the people that I believe didn't do it straight up just said, like, I didn't do it. Like, I sort of think Matt Riddle didn't do it. Trent Seven, I think, went to Twitter and was like, that is just completely false. I've never done that. I think the people that didn't open up about it are guilty, if that makes sense. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not pointing fingers saying that a certain dude did it. But it's just... It speaks volume. It's a little... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and And, I um, get it. You know, these guys, they wouldn't go out and say... They're, they're, you know, they're high-profile people. They're not going to go out and say, even if they did, you know, they're not going to say, hey, you know what? Sorry, guys. I did it. I'll learn. But, like, even Sammy, I mean, he said what he said. He owned up to it. He talked to Sasha. Literally. Gross about she, it, though. she signed off on Mercedes, whatever her name is. Mercedes, Mercedes you know, Benz Martina. Or whatever her name oh, is. Oh, no, no, Mercedes, no, no. Mercedes no, I Benz. I think that's her name. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they talk it through. And, you know, at AEW, they punished him. They'll He'll be gone for a little while, which is, you know, he's a great talent. You know, he can learn. He does his sensitivity training, whatever it may be, whatever. You know, BS, they call it. They sugarcoat it. And he goes off and he comes back. He learned his lesson. It's all about lesson. It's all about learning lessons here. And you know what? Two, three, four years down the line, he stays out of trouble. He's, he, he, he's, he's in the clear. He's good. You know what? He, it's one thing to say it. You know, obviously he's on record. It's kind of tough when you say it on record. But, you know, if you jump out there and, you know, you have a conversation with the person that directly affects you, that speaks volume. Yes. Like Really quickly, though, I do want to say, I think what AEW did with uh, Sammy Guevara was pretty smart. Um, Do you want me to just read the statement that they put out? I know we posted it on uh, the Instagram of the J&J Wrestling Podcast, at J&J Wrestling Pod. Do you want me to read it? Go right ahead. I'm not the best reader, so I'm just going to try try my best. AEW insists... AEW insists on doing our part to create a world of understanding and respect for humankind. We therefore strongly commend the extremely offensive and hurtful words of Sammy Guevara. As such, effective immediately, Sammy is suspended without pay until further notice. Sammy has agreed to undergo uh, extensive sensitivity training and, upon completion, his future status within the company will be re-evaluated. During this, oh, during his suspension, his salary will be donated to the Women's Center of Jacksonville. And I think that's a pretty cool gesture of what they did. Um, So props to AEW for doing that, because I think it's going to a good cause. I'm not too big on the wrestling stuff they do, but I am big on what they do for, you know, like the businesses and whatnot. Because I think they do a lot of, you know, they do a lot of business plays, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? It, it, it's way it's good on them to make you know 
and uh, mind my language here, but it, it's good to it's good to of them to make chicken salad out of chicken shit, you know. Sammy obviously saying terrible things. Send him off TV. Send him home for a little while. Take his pay over to uh, you know the what was it the, the woman's woman center. the woman center of Jacksonville. Very you know very good on them as a business. So they say all these bad things. You know what? And you know what? Now. They just have to, you know, people be smarter and, and people people will move on who should not, you know, should not have to not should not have to feel. But people who should not be put away forever, you know, will learn. They'll take their time and they'll get back to it. Sammy, you know, as bad as what he said, he can learn his lesson. He can move on. He can sit at home for weeks now. And he can learn his lesson. He he went out and had this conversation with Sasha. However that went, we will never know. Whatever they talked about, we won't really know. But at the end of the day, it's it, it still just the thought that counts. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you can't cancel someone. Cancer culture, by the way, is the worst. Any, either, any, whatever way around it is. But, I mean, keep the internet will do its thing. But the people who have their head on straight will really know, you know, this guy will go away for a while. And you know what? He's good. He, he'll be, you know what, four or five years. He's still young. He has a bright future ahead of him. He should be good. I hope. Okay. Really quickly, Stay though. out of trouble. Yeah. Really quickly, though. I do want to talk about one particular name that stands out to me. Jimmy Havoc. Okay. No, not Jimmy Havoc. Joey Ryan. Can real quick before Joey Ryan. I mean Jimmy Havoc. I mean who shaves a head like that? Like I get he has his his demons and stuff, but like come on. What you didn't you didn't expect anything from him? Like what do you mean? I I don't know. He 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 would always he always rubbed me the wrong way. I never really, you know, I did see him in person, I think, at that one show at a- for AEW. Someone who has a shaved head like that kind of just gives me a bad vibe. But I mean, I've seen him know. up close. He's just, he's very, like, creepy. Like, very, very, you know, but good on him to get his help if he really does so need. Yeah. But Joe exactly. Ryan, famous dick wrestler. I mean, talk, okay. about, talk about ironic. From the start, never like Joey Ryan. I never approved of guys wrestling girls. I just don't think that makes sense. I thought when Nia Jax was supposed to wrestle uh, Dean Ambrose, um, now known as John Moxley, I thought that was ludicrous. I just don't believe in women wrestling guys. It's, it's not my type of wrestling. I know people are into it, but I'm just not a fan of it as a wrestling fan. I'm not it's not into good it. business. Yeah, I don't think it's good business. That too, I should say. But I don't know if I talked about this with you. A lot of stuff has been accused of Joey Ryan. And I was thinking about this. What? I mean, this is a shot in the dark. I don't want to, you know, say anything that could, you know, further worsen the problem. But what if Joey Ryan had this, like, weird fixation that... He wanted to, like, just only wrestle girls, and that's why he did, like, the boob suplex and then, like, the the um, the um good old dick twist, as that guy says in the video, like, during the MMA fight. The good old dick twist. 
You ever seen that? Yes. <laughs> I know that was a little uh, little cut off guard right there. But um, like, can you imagine if like that's what he did? Like, well, for his own like, I don't know what you would call it. Pleasure. Yeah, his own pleasure. Can you imagine if he did that for his own pleasure? That's just disgusting. Yeah. Anyway. Enough about the whole allegations. You yeah. Know, hopefully it gets all Innocent until proven guilty. That's that's all I'm going to say. Exactly, exactly. But either way, even a bigger news, bigger than that, even bigger than 32, you know, How can you get bigger than that? Wrestlers. Yeah. The Undertaker officially announced his retirement, even though he didn't say he's retiring. He, by way, announced his retirement on the final episode of the Last Ride documentary series on the WWE Network, saying basically he had nothing left to prove and he had nothing left to accomplish. He's done everything, and that was it for him. He went out on top. I mean, that match with AJ, pretty damn good. Um, Really quickly, I want to share my opinion on this. Obviously, Undertaker, probably one of the... One of the greatest wrestlers ever, without a doubt. Um, I don't think he's retiring after that match with AJ. I get that it's a really good way to leave WWE, but I think he wants to retire in front of, you know, those big venues that they've wrestled at, like uh, MetLife Stadium and, uh, you know, the uh, what's the other one? The big one in, uh, I think it's Tampa. What's that one? Uh, just, just screw it. You know, the ones with like over 70,000 people and all that stuff. I think he wants to retire in front of fans. I don't know exactly if he's okay with retiring after a cinematic match. Not that that is bad in any way. But um, I, I definitely do think he's retiring in front of the fans. I don't think he's retiring... I don't think he's retiring after a match that no one really witnessed besides watching it on their TV. And I I absolutely agree. But by way, I mean, we're still a year out probably from having live audiences, you know, filled to capacity watching wrestling. And even then, people still probably be deterred to go out. So, I mean, you know, uh, I'm sure it's, uh, I mean, he doesn't, The Undertaker is not a specimen like, you know, Triple H or someone like Cena or Or someone like, someone like Brock who can, you know, who can train and and, and come back for a match and then be fine. The Undertaker is going to go all in. He's six foot 11. You know, he's older than them, even that too. So that you know him tra- training for a match, there's always in the back of the head that I don't know, and especially his confidence levels with his match with Goldberg. Uh, he even said it in the documentary. I'm not even gonna you know make it up. Even the match with DX with the Brothers of Destruction. Yep. I mean, it, it wasn't all there. It wasn't there for him, and for him to not you know perform to his standards, you know, it's tough. But either way. Um, whether or not he comes back, I'm not really sure. I have a feeling that he'll be back at some point wrestling, whatever it might be. But even if he doesn't, I mean, he, he went on on top. You know, sick five-part documentary that was fantastic. Way to go. Uh, call, way to call it a career. 
I've only watched up into the third episode. Uh, I was on vacation as these episodes were dropping. Or I think the fourth one dropped after Backlash, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and then the last episode dropped, I believe. It was this Sunday. Um, I was with my dad, so I didn't really have time to watch it. Um, I definitely do have to watch it. You semi-spoiled it for me, but in all honesty, you sort of expected it after a documentary with The Undertaker called, quote-unquote, The Last Ride. Obviously, a man super established. It is very sad and tragic that, you know, that he even has to retire. It's, like, such an iconic person in wrestling retiring. It's just, like, it's unfathomable in a sense. Like, he, you're just like, what? The Undertaker's retiring? It just doesn't feel real in a sense. But um, I'll never forget the time I saw him at WrestleMania 29. I went against CM Punk. And I remember I was freezing my ass off because it was MetLife Stadium. I was all the way at the top. It was freezing. And so, you know how the Undertaker during his entrance will have, like, the fire that goes up? Yes. That warmed us up. Like, my uh, my stepbrother and my dad and I, we were all just like, oh, my God, please, another burst of fire. Because it was freezing. I'll never forget. Thank you to the Undertaker's entrance for possibly keeping me alive because it was so cold. But, um, never forget, had a decent match with Sam Punk at WrestleMania 29. Decent? That was a very good match. I wouldn't say very good. It was good, though. Um, uh, I would have to watch it back. I'd have to watch it back. I think you'd appreciate it. Have you only seen it the one time you were live? Yeah. Yeah. The, when you watch it on TV, it's way different. Okay. You so will I'll... love that match. I watched it just a few weeks ago. Fantastic. Okay. So I'll have to go back and watch it and then give you uh, my opinion on it. But, um, yeah, I'll never forget seeing him at WrestleMania 29. The year before, he lost to Brock Lesnar, making the streak 21-1. And one. and uh, I don't even know you know, what it's up to right now. He uh, 31 won against Bray. That's 22-1. 32. Who did he go against in 32? Shane. It was Shane? 32 was Shane. 33 was Roman. 34 wait, wait, wait. He was won Cena. 23. All right, so he's 23-2. and two. 24, 24 and 2. 25 against 26 and 2. No. He didn't wrestle at 35. He didn't? Nope. At MetLife. Nope. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. 25 and 2 at WrestleMania. Still, that's a fantastic record. Oh, Dude. yeah, for sure. I just don't think the streak should have ever been beaten. I think that should have just been a cool little thing for the wrestling fans. Like... To be, what what was the number we just said? 20 21 something? and 1. No, 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 no. Uh, in total. 25 Tw- and 2. Yeah, 25 and 2. Imagine saying that he's been undefeated at WrestleMania for 27 years. Like, that's just insane. Again, it's not right all in a row, but it's still pretty insane if you think about it. It is. It would. But, hey, you know what? Business is business. I think it's tough to say. You, you know, people could go on and on about whether or not Brock and Roman were the guys to win. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with it. No, me either. But anyway, Undertaker, 
Going out on top against AJ Styles. Said he didn't want to do it with anybody else. Uh, I do have to watch the last half of it when he probably actually... No, I think he announced his retirement at Madison Square Garden on SmackDown. But obviously I have to watch the rest of it. What went into the backstage deal at the Boneyard match. But anyway, uh, I think that we've caught up on all the news. I think there's one more thing here, uh, which was Evolve possibly going bankrupt. Uh, We talked about this before. I think the rumors started to get for real now. I mean, there's no secret that WWE is going to try and make a play. Oh, are you kidding me? Without a doubt. They um, they even had that pay-per-view show going against um, AEW. What was it? Fight for the Fallen or something like that? Yes. Yeah. They try to run up against them. I wouldn't be surprised if WWE buys out Evolve, maybe picks up some of the talent there. I mean, I'm not all up to date with my Evolve stuff, but... I don't know how many names you could sign from Evolve, but um, I would not be surprised if WWE does buy uh, Evolve out at some point. I don't know when that's going to be since the pandemic right now. Um, I definitely don't be surprised if WWE buys them out. Nope, me either. I don't know if, if that's a rumor, but it, it just seems like business is business. It's a big rumor right now. Yeah, so, so it probably already happened. Uh, yeah, maybe. You never know. Anyway, going forward here, any other big news that we uh, happen to skim over by any chance? Are you hinting at something? Because I don't know. I'm not hinting at something. Uh, WWE backstage is no longer going to be a... Oh, sorry. I thought it was going to be done as a weekly show but backstage is done for good oh really after uh having punk and everything yep what happened just not good ratings cm punk was brought on board a few months ago to help boost the ratings for the new show but they never got over two hundred thousand viewers since their 11 p.m debut last november and several <laughs> shows drew less than a hundred thousand viewers it was what it was on a tuesday right tuesday episode yes yeah they had it on Tuesday at 11 p.m. You know what I was doing every Tuesday at 11 p.m.? Sleeping like a Sleeping. normal person would be. Yeah. Who's going to stay up till 11 p.m. to watch Renee Young, Booker T, Mark Henry, possibly Christian, I think, and CM Punk talk about wrestling? Not me. As much no. as I like, you know, Booker T, Mark Henry, Christian, and semi-CM Punk, I'm not going to be like, oh, let me go out of my way, stay up maybe 30 minutes or however long the show is, just to watch WWE backstage. I would never do that. I'm not surprised that, you know, that show is canceled. Or, or if it's moved to the network in some way. So it actually is going to be moved to a show that is only produced around big events and pay-per-view matches and the cutbacks will not affect WWE SmackDown. That's for John Orround, Oren of the Sports Business Journal. That's from WrestlingNews.co Nothing really going on either. Uh, I think Mark Henry's going to be on the Broken Skull sessions with Steve Austin. Yes, I do want to watch that. That should be good. They will certainly have some great stories. Other than that, though, seems like uh, it's just about it. 
Yeah, I don't think there's anything else left to talk about. Unless uh, you think of something? No. Rick yes, Flair crowning. So. Rick Flair crowning. Uh, Randy Orton for. Uh, oh, being the greatest Orton. wrestler ever. Yes. Yeah. Um. I don't know about that, Sean. Oh, I almost said Sean. I was thinking of Shawn Michaels as being one of the greatest wrestlers ever. Um, Ric Flair, coming from one of the greatest wrestlers ever. To say Randy Orton is the greatest wrestler ever, I don't know about that, dog. But um, really quickly, WWE is just trolling wrestling fans at this point. They want to make sure that the word wrestler isn't dead. So I think they're more along the lines just trolling Though, you know, the, the smart wrestling fans, as you can call it. Um, you know, because it's like, oh, they never say wrestling on a wrestling show. Why is that? Because they want to troll them. I think it only makes sense that they're just, you know, they're just teasing them. I don't know if you feel the yep. same way about it, but that's what it seems like to me. I mean, I'm not unless, a dummy. Unless Vince is just so senile. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. He's, uh, what, 70, 74, maybe two? I don't know. However old he is. Might be losing it. You never know. Anyway. Wait, wait, wait. Imagine if he's in, like, his final days. He just gets really, really with it. Like, it picks up like it was back in the 80s, and it just is, like, super on fire. (laughs) Oh, my God. Vince is like, I'll live forever. (laughs) God damn it. I'm going to be alive and making money forever. Anyway. Yeah, forever. 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 <laughs> Shout out Terry Funk. Genius. <laughs> they don't, the people won't know who Terry Funk is. They don't know James They won't know Charlie. who Terry Funk is in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, good old corny. Anyway. Hopefully Cornette, man. I mean, I'd be surprised that he's had a lot. He, he's very outspoken, obviously. For him to do something bad, eh, I wouldn't be really surprised. But anyway, uh, he's a great great content for a wrestling community, I'd say. He kind of keeps the community together in, in, in a weird kind of way. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. I just, I think Cornette is at the age where he's just like, I don't care about this. Like, yeah, sure, rumors are surfing out. I'm pretty sure he talked about it on the latest I believe it's either the experience or the drive-through. It might be the experience. Um, I'm pretty sure he just did an episode about everything that's been going on as of lately. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he talks about his, like the own accusations that were made about him. I wouldn't be surprised if he talks about it. You know, what what does he have to hide? He's like 60, I believe, or maybe late 50s, and it's just like he's at that age where it's just like I don't care, like. I can just be honest with it. I mean, unless it's something, like, really, really bad. Like, um, I don't want to talk about the rumors just because, like, you know, rumors are rumors. They're rumors. Yeah, exactly. So, um, like, the, the thing I said about Jerry Ryan, just a rumor. Like, that, that's my own personal theory. It's just a rumor. That doesn't mean it's true, but it's just a rumor. Unless all this stuff is just a rumor, which some of it is actually turning out to be true, I just I don't think Cornette's really worried as of where he is right now. I mean, I haven't listened to him all that recently, but um, would you say he you think he's worried at all? 
Or he's just no, like, not at care. all. That guy does not care at all. He does not care who he offends, who he Don't gets care. upset. He's old school, but he he still is sensitive enough to make sure that he, quote unquote, cleans it up for you know 2020 in the digital age. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think there's anything else to cover, Jaworski. No, until un- until Wednesday when we cover hopefully the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, oh, eight. Uh, one more thing. Total oh. Bellas outdrew AEW and NXT. Oh my God! Holy crap! I texted my dad about this. I said, <laughs> "I go, Dad. You know, Total Bellas beat out AEW and NXT in the ratings." And he's like, "Yeah, but that's like a different network and everything." And I said, "Yeah, I get that." I was shocked to find out Total Bellas did better than both NXT and AEW. I think it was only by a couple of thousand. Maybe, I think it was like less than 30,000 maybe or 20 even. But definitely, needless to say, definitely shocked that uh, uh, Total Bellas did better than both AEW and NXT. Total Bellas and Total Divas might have been the most, the worst most scripted reality TV I've ever had watched in my entire life. Uh, uh, I only watched it for the sole purpose that Daniel Bryan was on it. I never really kept up with like what the girls' drama was. I was I'm just never not into that type of stuff. Me either. Like, and ever like since the Kardashians, since, who cares? Ever since Bella split with uh, with John Cena, forget it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like who cares? I don't care. Do you care? What an idiot. Don't care. With Nikki Bella, I mean, talk about finding love, but John Cena. Hunk. I mean, what could go how could you go wrong? How could you how could you not see something in that man? I get you can't see him, but you should have been able to see his heart, his compassion, his love for Nikki Bella. And his wallet. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if it was about the wallet. I mean, it it could have been. You know, Cena's hey. a millionaire, not surprised. Hey, listen, everybody does their own thing, and I'm supportive of everybody. But if I had the opportunity to marry John Cena, I absolutely would. Yeah, because you're, you're a gold crazy. digger. And you're crazy if you if you wouldn't do the same. Oh, no, I'd marry John Cena in a minute. If I was a girl, I, I totally would. <laughs> if I was I'm a not. guy, I would marry John Cena. Oh, but you are a guy. Yes, you're right. I am a guy. So you would marry John Cena. That's very nice of you, I just said. I just said I would. And I said I support everybody. Yeah, but I thought you were talking in, like, a girl way. Like, you were classifying well, yourself I, as a yeah, girl. I could have. I could have been, but I didn't. But, but you anyway. Were. <laughs> hey, listen. I would love to live in a mansion with my own bathroom, my own Bugatti, my own An elevator bedroom. as a closet or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, Insane. we're going on too long here. 50 minutes, I think we're okay. 51 minutes, actually. Uh, hmm. Which is comprised of us uh, figuring out Twitter and discussing if we want to <laughs> marry John Cena. Anyway, so be sure to follow us on the Instagrams and Twitters at J&J Wrestling Pod. Be sure to check out all our content and news over there. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Spotify by searching J&J Wrestling Podcast over there. Listen to all our previous episodes. Sorry for the lack of content recently. Uh, it's been the summer, so we've been busy either way. Uh, anyway, Justin, any final comments, concerns, questions before I end the episode? I have a comment. And I've been no saving comments. this one. 
No comments. <laughs> no comments. That's a little shout out to our forensics class. Man, I love that class. Okay, really quickly though. I've been saving this one, Jaworski, and I knew the day would come. Do you know what today is, Jaworski? I'll give you a hint. June 22nd, but it's something much bigger. It is the Karate Kid's birthday. I already saw this. Yes, sir. 36 years ago, the greatest movie of all time came out in 1984. That being the Karate Kid with Ralph Macchio, Will Zabka, Pat Morita, um, Martin Cove. I could go on. The Karate Kid, the greatest movie of all time. Don't at me. I gotta say a movie quote. You know what that is? It's probably the most basic line from that movie. What is it? You d- I figured you would have known it. Wax on, wax off. That's all I'm gonna I've say. I heard that. I heard. Of course that. you have. Have you heard it did with the watch- voice crack that you just did that with? Or no? Did you watch Forrest Gump? No. Okay. Although no. I almost watched it the other night, but instead. I watched Trading Places, which is hysterical. Oh, wait. Is that the Adam Sandler movie with, uh, what's her name? No, that's Jack and Jill, I believe. No, like, no, no. There was another one. There was another one? Who, who, who was in Trading Places? Uh, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. No. Nope, sorry. Somebody <laughs> help me. There's an Adam Sandler movie. He isn't married. Uh, he, he gets left on the altar, not wedding singer, uh, by the way, he gets left on the altar. He takes his, uh, he takes his receptionist out on a vacation trying to, oh, is it, oh geez. It's like, it starts with a J I think. Oh wait, 50 first dates. Is it that? Uh, maybe. Oh, you suck. I don't know. Now I'm going to think about it all night. Watch. Okay, I'm going to anyway. think about it at like 3 a.m. And I'm going to be like, yeah, oh, my God. Be like, yeah, this movie. Anyway. Yeah. So appreciate everybody listening. Sorry for the delay. Sorry for the pause and content. But we will see you all Wednesday, knock on wood, for, for Thursday for our Wednesday Night War recap. See you then. See you later.